Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this episode, we're here at our Istanbul office with Matthew Young. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Len. How's it going? Since the last time you've been here, we changed the studio a little bit. You got the backlights. Yeah, I know. I know. It's getting uh, pretty upscale for me. Right. Good to see you again, Matt. If you guys have been following the videos, you must have seen an episode that we have filmed with Matt. He uh, is our client. And he came here, what, when was that? Last year we did the episode? Well, when we did the episode, that's probably been almost a year ago. Uh, but I started the purchasing process. I think uh, almost two years that. ago. Yeah, almost yeah, two yeah. years. Two ago. years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, Matt, for people who are not familiar with who who you are, could you please kindly introduce yourself? Uh, five cent version. Uh, yeah. Developer, investor, um, consultant from the energy field. Lived in Texas for the last ten years. Right. Uh, Houston, precisely. Yeah. Looking for something different, you know, and ended up here. Right. So. And you came here um, two years ago looking for properties. Could you a little bit talk to me about that that journey in in a very summarized way? Well, I think, like so many people, the the whole COVID crisis, for lack of a better word, made me sort of focus on what what are my priorities. And you know, the lockdowns were a big problem for me, and, and certainly for everyone else. Uh, I took the time sort of a, 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 the rebellious spirit in me, I made a point of traveling as much as possible through that period. And I found that that was something that I really wanted for my life. And, you know, as I said before in our, our, our last talk, Istanbul was just the right fit for that. You know, it's a great airport, location's fantastic. Look, if it's not too personal, I, I want to ask you this question because this is a repeating reason from our investors why they're coming here um they're talking about us uh, fr from a culture from from a societal point of view it is changing it's not the us that um they knew let's say 20 years ago and a lot of people are moving out of the states what were some of the reasons that have sort of pushed you away the biggest part for me is where people's priorities are uh, i spent a lot of time in western europe when i was younger and I used to say that the fundamental difference between Europeans and Americans were Americans sort of live to work, whereas Europeans work so they can live well. Right. And the U.S. has just gotten so caught up with everything that's not important to me. Uh, it's a very sort of retail-driven, appearance-driven, uh, politically-driven. You know, you have to pick your tribe. That just didn't speak to me anymore. Yeah. I just started to notice, you know, being a, a business owner and employees and, and working with people in, in my lifetime, I have seen a drastic change in people just sort of assuming they're owed things in the West. Mm. And I, I, you know, and I, you know, I'm not in a position to judge if that's right or wrong, but it, it doesn't work for me. I don't blend well with those people anymore. Um, you know, I came here. My friends here, the people I do business with, um, I see a culture that is very self-motivated in a way. That yeah, yeah, and and, and that's a it's very nuanced, but it, it, it's a big deal for me because the people I interact with, they don't come to me saying, "Well, I deserve this or that." They're very, I'm working hard to build this for myself, and they're not looking 
to anyone else that, oh, this person owes me this. Is that how you see Turkey? Yeah, yeah. And maybe it's just the people I choose to surround myself with, you know, right. uh, self-motivated people who, who see this country, this economy as opportunity. Let's talk about those people, Matt, because yeah. a place, okay, you know, the geography, the food, the this, the that, but it's people, isn't it? I mean, yeah. a country, a large reason why you would move to another country is because of the people and culture and how they live and everything. You as an American moving to Turkey, obviously you had this language barrier yeah, and everything, indeed. And, and you needed to surround yourself with people. Um, talk to me a little bit about the community. Are you, you know, very well connected with the expat community or do you think that you can, uh, you know, get connected with the locals as well. How does that look? How do you balance your your your, your surroundings? Whether it be luck or, or my personal motivation to have a social circle, it's, it's a bit of a hybrid approach. Um, I do meet other expats. And it's, it's pretty easy to pick out another American. You know, we stand out like sore thumbs in a way. Um, so when I, if I, if I'm out shopping at a restaurant, my, you know, hear somebody speaking English, it's, it's very easy to strike up a conversation. I find, especially with the expats and, and people visiting, we're, we're very like-minded people. So I, I'm not surprised that I get on with somebody that would choose to come to visit and or live here. We already have something in common. So it's very easy to make connections. Uh, with the locals, you know, I, I've moved to a, a, a nice little community. Uh, I have a very you know, uh, a very routine morning where I see the same people. I've got my, my dry cleaner, the place where I go to sit and have a coffee, uh, my, my pub down the yeah. street where I know the bartender and he likes to practice his English with me. And, you know, he'll teach me a Turkish word, you know, between beers. Uh, so yeah, it's evolving, but it's, you know, it's still early, but that's part of the journey. You know, it's it, lifestyle. Isn't uh, a finish line. It is an ever-evolving experience, and I'm fine learning a little bit every day. Yeah, sure. But you're actually one of the... I mean, your decision to move to Turkey was a very much conscious decision. I mean, you, you, just, you just looked at your own lifestyle and Matt as a person, and, and you looked at Turkey and you said, you know what, it, it's matching. And then you consciously constructed a social circle and a lifestyle for yourself down to the place that you picked that you're living today. Could you please a little bit talk to us about how does your daily routine look like? Because that would give a good picture for the audience who are planning to move to Turkey and maybe live here like you have done. Because it's been a year, hasn't it? My flat is, uh, it's a, a penthouse duplex. And so- I've seen, it's lovely. Yeah, the top of the hill, I get that sun in the morning and in the evening. So I, I'm up with the sun every morning. And I like that. Uh, typically, like most people, it doesn't matter where you are. You know, you don't have to change. There's no great drastic changes. I think the biggest difference is just the, the peace I feel in my environment. I don't have the outside anxieties I felt when I was in the States. You know, I get up, I may make a coffee at home, or I may walk across to the, the Palace Park that's across the street from that's my house. That's a lovely park. Yeah, and I will sit there, have a coffee, and have you know peacocks walking by yeah. me and, and, and view this you know, just brilliant palace. And I'll start my day there. I'll you know, 
like most people have my face in my phone reading news feeds and seeing what's going on. Do you know what? That, that, that particular place is called Uhlamur Kasra. Uh, the, the, the castle of, I, I don't know how to translate Ihlamur, but that used to be one of the hunting homes of the Ottoman mm-hmm. sultans yeah. back then. Um, so it's just, it's just a pretty amazing thing that you have that right across. Yeah, no. And the funny thing is, I have three parks right next to me, you know, and I can't pronounce the names of that. And you, I, obviously, you know better, but I've got one that is, you know, a little like sports park where people come and work out, do yoga, they, in the where morning. they play football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right across from the football pitch. Uh, there's another great park with all the flags that's on the other street. And on a Saturday night, I'll walk out there and somebody will have brought a, a, a Bluetooth speaker and they'll be swing dancing, just impromptu, yeah. having fun on a Saturday night. It's beautiful. It's just so much fun to watch that. It's a very young area where you live yeah. in Besiktas. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's a solid nightlife there, by the way. Oh, indeed. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, in comparison, uh, uh, I want to throw the U.S. under the bus. I've got three parks across me that people are using. Yeah. And one of the upsetting things with me, you know, living in major cities, you don't go to the parks there because they're inundated with homelessness, crime, and things like that. I've never seen anything but beauty in the parks here because it's so scarce in istanbul yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's one of our one of the, our yeah. city's downsides I and mean, we don't have uh as many green areas as you would find it in the states in the u.s yeah. but even if those even if those areas are limited just like you said they get used yeah because they, they're rare instances when people are when people live in the proximity to one of them mm-hmm. they go there and use it and they, yeah. they really take care of these places yeah you know it's nice to see such resources utilized properly mm. and that's interesting what, yeah. angle man that's, and that's i really like that it just it's one of it's reinforcing that the priorities here are, are in line with me that a park is a place for families and, and people like myself to go and enjoy nature and beautiful history in the case of the palace garden yeah and you know life it's that simple that's what happiness is for me it's yeah. simple things enjoying yeah. a beautiful location but obviously growing up in the u.s culture uh, you you grew up with a lot of things that are not available here um so the yeah. do- dr pepper did, well, did I don't you do like soda. dr pepper no i'm not a soda guy I, okay I, so you're yeah. you're not a soda guy but dr pepper was just one of the things that i know that they exist over there and they're really popular yeah. apparently but they're not and maybe that makes the transition easier for me because i, I was never really big into a lot of the the sort of marketing, junk food process. My mother is a, a dietitian by training, so that just wasn't happening in our house. And so that that transmi- transition wasn't terribly difficult. You know, and it's funny. Um, I came in with a lot of preconceived ideas of what I wouldn't have available. And it's, it, it's never what you think it is. You know, I have this magnificent grocery store that is as nice as a you know, Whole Foods, and twice as big, 10 times cheaper. I never knew that existed here. Is it that cheap? Oh, it's, yeah. Now, I know if food prices have risen a lot here, but compared to the Western stands, Europe, the United States, it's still much cheaper here. Yeah, I mean, it's the 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 food culture, the, the cuisine here is is is, yes, it is different, but it's not that drastically different. No. I mean, you have everything. No. It's not like, you know... um North Korea versus, you know, Russia or... or, or well, I think or, North you know, Korea would take any food. Yeah. They don't care about. 
<laughs> well, well, I mean, the thing about the thing about what, what I'm trying to say is, for example, in Japan, yes. even if you, when you go to their grocery store, some of the things that exist there they, they do not exist here in Turkey. For a Turkish Indeed. person going to Japan, I'm going to South Korea tomorrow. Actually, that's my flight. Up, I, I don't know what is expecting me there. I heard a lot yeah. of stuff. People, people have Careful told me the that. Soju. You know, yeah, they, they said they said there's a lot of so it's it's drastically different. But when you compare Istanbul to Europe or to America, it's not all that. It's just no, the same thing. Not at all. Different not branding all. and pretty much the same thing. No, there's just, uh, and I, I, I know I've said this before, you can pick your lifestyle here. It's so easy to do. You want to live a completely Western lifestyle. You know, you move to, you know, Besiktas, where I am. You, you find a nice flat. It's modern. Every convenience you've ever had is there. And a better price. Yeah. So it's, I don't think it's a question of sacrifice. But Matt, let me, let, let me ask you this question. Obviously, uh, you've been living here and it's been two years since you've been interested in Turkey coming back mm -hmm. and forth. And, and, and you have invested here in, yeah. in properties. And congratulations, you're a Turkish citizen right yes, now. Yes, I am. And, I'm and, officially and, and, and Turkish. That's great. Yes, you're officially. So, so you've been through this whole cycle. From from developing an interest for Turkey down to receiving your citizenship, yes. your Turkish ID card, and everything. Um, for 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 the audience who might be interested in doing what you have done exactly, what would be your advice to them? And in your process, what were some of the things that you would think? You know what. If it was two years ago, I would have done this differently. I would have done this. I wouldn't do this. What What are some of those key experiences that would help our audience? That's pretty simple. I fell into the the classic trap of you know being an arrogant know it all. I'd done business in all of the U.S., Europe, uh, some stuff in Central America, and I thought I knew better. And I made the mistake of coming here thinking I was. A knowledgeable investor right and that I needed I need a this square meter price you know that's the good deal and I see other people because you know I, I know a lot of the other investors and we get together I mean these are people I have a lot in common with and we all sort of laugh about our, our, our hubris of thinking you know we're gonna get this good deal because we're, we're savvy smart investors but the reality is I would have saved six months and gotten even better deals because Turkey property is just on this steady incline. And I'm, I'm kicking myself for coming in saying, I'm going to go and find this stuff by myself. In complete waste of time. Because I didn't grow up here. I don't know the idiosyncrasies of one neighborhood from the other. It's not about price. That was the first thing I had to accept, that it's about value. And what's happening. And the moment I started listening to the agents here in Property Turkey, when I realized they actually do know more than I do, and I should probably Naturally. take some advice, <laughs> yeah. I closed on a couple of properties seamlessly. They've managed the rental of them. I've had, and I think that's what's so uncomfortable for me in a way, or why it was so hard to transition, was letting other people do things for me mm. and have it work. Because coming from the States, I had to just micromanage everything. And I think the advice the, the, in, in one line is surround yourself with people who know better than you. You know, 
if you're interested, and you don't have to take the first person you talk to, find the person you're comfortable with. Find the person who listens to you. Make sure they know what they're talking about, you know, and listen to them because there's so many little factors that make a difference here. I would have never bought on the Asia side if it wasn't for the advice I got here. I mean, that property in what's been 14 months since I bought, it's doubled in value. Yeah, that's 14 months, yeah. 100% equity return. That that almost never happens. And that's the one where I was, you know, oh, I don't know. I was on the fence because I didn't I didn't understand it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And now hindsight, you know, looking back, completely easy to see, oh, this all makes sense now. And I, I, again, it's it's about letting someone explain what value is over a simple square meter price. Because I did the same. I was surfing the internet. Looking at, oh, this is a good property. That's a cheap price. Well, it's cheap for a reason. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I, I've learned to trust other people, which is a, a tough one for me. And once you've got a team, you know, this is a very easy place to be successful in real estate. Honestly, yeah. it's, a, it's an easy place to be successful in about anything. But it is very, very important to surround yourself with the right people. Good legal advice, uh, property advice, location advice. People, I got to talk to people who were from those areas. Yeah. And even if, you know, I talk to people, and I, I mean, I basically use this office as my own office because right. it's it's like my little infrastructure here. Yeah. And it's so helpful to me. Uh, I, I, I've started renting cars and taking road trips, going to different places. And before I do that, I'll ask around anybody from this area. Yeah. And I'll get advice. And that's fantastic. People get advice from, um, apart from, once the property deal is done, then the real work starts for an agent. Oh, yeah. Because because here are the questions. Uh, Aladdin, which cities I should visit? Aladdin, shall I rent a car? Shall I book a ticket? Or or shall I go and book a hotel or an Airbnb? Shall I visit that specific town or shall I not? Shall I eat this? Shall I not eat this? Uh, All sorts of, which which we are really, really happy to help. But you touched upon a great point, Matt. From an agent's perspective, if I am to call myself an agent, uh, but we, we actually refer ourselves here as investment consultants, yeah. our, our biggest challenge is to actually be able to explain people. Because look, I know that I'm getting you into a good deal. But how do you explain the buyer that, look, this is going to be for your own benefit? And if the buyer is, um, you know comes to Turkey with a preconceived mindset, you need to explain a lot of things. You need to explain the exchange rate. You need to explain the Turkish lira. You need to explain the immature nature of the urbanization here in Istanbul. Mm -hmm. Per square meter price. Doesn't work in Istanbul. Why it doesn't work? Because I live in a luxury tower in Beaumonti and right across my tower, there are old homes that have been built, I don't know, 60, 70 years ago. They're all run down. They're all unorganized. They're basically worth nothing, mm-hmm. pennies compared to my apartment, right? But since they're all located within the same municipality in same neighborhood, when, when the overall price is calculated and you might you know, see a figure and think that, oh my God, this tower is extremely expensive and I am thinking this is overpriced. Well, yeah. It's not how it, that's not how it works here, and 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 there are also many other aspects from the under declaration, from the properties that will be suitable to, for CBI, mm-hmm. from the the overall market, the specific locations, and everything. 
I think the biggest challenge is to be able to communicate everything from A to Z. Hey, I think this property is good for you. It's going to make you money if you're an investor. Mm -hmm. And here are the reasons for that. And if we have a client like yourself who can, you know, really trust the agent and listen to the agent. And if that client believes that it makes sense, then things are much easier. Like in your case, it would be a very successful journey. Property Turkey has been around a long time. And yeah. knows Since it's forgotten more about real estate yeah. in Istanbul than I'll ever know. And what I've seen, you know, not just on my initial purchases, but further investments is, this is business 101. They, Property Turkey has a presence and they've got a lot of clout because they bring so much business and so many deals to these developers that you're almost you're guaranteed that you're going to be coming under market rate. Mm -hmm. And so I don't look at, like we said, the, the square meter price. It's what's the valuation of this thing and where is it going to go? And when I've got an army of people here all working their different expertise, you know, for my money, that's, uh, that's better than anything I could ever do on my own. And that, Again, I think, I think the hard part was sort of letting go and, yeah. and, and trusting not, not an individual, but a process. And that, you know, I think that's the hardest thing for anybody, especially coming from a, a different culture. Um, in the U.S., you're, you're very much, when you're, especially when you're buying residential real estate, you, you, you definitely feel like you're on your own. Maybe you have a decent agent, maybe you don't. But it's just, it's, it's a constant fight. And... Here, I felt, I felt like I had more resources on my side in the process here. Let me tell you what the fine, fundamental difference is. In, in, in places like states, we, we do have this in Turkey as well. There are real estate agencies. Mm -hmm. Real estate agency's job is to source the product, the portfolio, the house in this case, and try to promote it and sell it. So the maximum amount of time you're going to spend with an agent is how long? One hour, two hours, yeah. one day, two days. That's it. If the guy thinks that he's wasting his time with you, he's just going to move on to the next client, the next customer. Our business model is not like that. We do have agents working for us under our umbrella. They work in the regional offices of Property Turkey. They are sourcing properties and everything. But to get there, we need to... A, number one, need to establish contact over the phone and spend months on explaining a lot of things and a lot of issues about, you know, the Turkish real estate, how to navigate your way here. And, and if your CBI is in it too, the documents that you need to bring, the, the legal documentation, the after-sales service and everything. So it's a whole package. One purchase could take as long as one year mm -hmm. from the inquiry point down to closing the deal. So I think the fundamental difference is that people are used to dealing with their business model of dealing with real estate agents. Mm -hmm. And when they think that they're dealing with real estate agents, when they contact Property Turkey, that's when all the, you know... Yeah, the misconceptions. That's, yeah, the that, preconceived, that's when, yeah. I'm going to get this. And, right, yeah, right. And I, you know, I probably yeah. fell into that trap a bit, but, you know, that journey was so long ago. You know, I, I've, I've gotten uh, indoctrinated to doing business here this way that I, I couldn't go back. And it's nice, you know, uh, you know, for looking in further investments and things like that, you know, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Okay. I don't even have to be that clever. Further you know? investment. So he here's my next question. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know you 
okay? But but for the audience, yeah. I need to ask these questions from the point zero. Um, what is next for Matt Young? Because I know this, in, 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 in the past couple of episodes, if you guys have been following, um, one of our previous episodes, we called it Invest with Cameron Diggin, Join Property Turkey's Investor Community. Uh, and in that video, Cameron talked about his intimate circle of investors. I call them Cameron's buddies. And and if I'm not mistaken, you are one of those people. So um, what is next for Matt Young under, let's say, the umbrella of Property Turkey? Uh, I am very honored to be included as one of Cameron's buddies. And yeah. the, the realization I came to in balancing my passion for real estate investment and always seeing that as my safe haven. It's the one thing that has always sort of protected me in, in, in my economic and uh, just my general sense of security is, is property investment. But also, you know, talking about lifestyle and being able to do the things I want to do, it's not practical for me to go out and look at individual properties anymore. Not if I'm really going to grow and, and build a portfolio that will not just take care of me, but, you know, a bit of legacy for my family to pass on. Working with Cameron and Property Turkey, I am expanding my ability by investing in a fund as opposed to digging through the the thousands of properties and and trying to find which one you know is going to be the next big deal by joining forces i'm i'm riding on the 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 back of 20 years of experience and millions upon millions of dollars which gives much more bargaining power than i'd ever have on my own right and i mean there'll be more to come on that you know it's but it's going to be good Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, so I'm excited about it. it it's 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 going to provide the lifestyle and the security that I think any reasonable person is looking for in their life. Right. Right. I mean, definitely um, uniting your forces with a company like Property Turk. I'm not saying this just because it is my company, yeah. but really and truly, when you look at it, all the other you know, smaller companies, the partner companies of properties, Turkey, that you have to, you know, deal with from time to time. The kind of um, convenience that it provides you. I mean, you I'm know, sure. it's not just buying one place, it's the you know, legal aspect of it, you know, mm -hmm. fixing it up, doing it up. Mm -hmm. And for all of these things, you, you will need to work from, you will need to go from one company to another, one company to another. But here, you have it all under one banner, right? And then you have experienced that. Yeah. And, you know, and I know the critics would say that, you know, there's there's the possibility for somebody to take advantage of that. And if you've got it all under one house, okay, you're not shopping around. And that's a very, you know, that's a very Western thing. You know, go out and get three bids for everything, competing and so on. I have already invested. I've seen my returns. I know that the savings and the streamlining is uh, there is no way, there is no scenario that on my own I could be as effective with investment compared to having, as you say, design turkey where I've got architects and designers available to me if I want to look into a rehab project. 
the le in-house legal. Yeah. I hate dealing with lawyers. And I think most people can agree with that. But having somebody that is vetted and has a fiduciary responsibility to this company and it's everything under its umbrella gives me a sense of security. Agents, advisors, consultants, all from different regions, different experiences that can help me structure a deal, structure the right investment at the right time. I can go and have my weekends skiing on the boat, whatever, because I've got literally an army of people with expertise in the areas I need. I don't have to go out and be an expert. And what motivation do they have other than to make the deal good for me? It right. serves them in no way to you know, take advantage, you know, not get me the best deal because as a fund, we want to draw in more money, right? have more influence over the market, control entire areas, entire developments. So there's no incentive to do anything but get me a good return. Right. And and that's that's exactly yeah. what investment consultancy is all about. Exactly. The more returns you have, the more money we make, the more yeah. deals that you will be willing to put your money down to. But more importantly, because yeah. I fall uh, for years, I only looked at it from that angle. What's my return? What's the ROI on this? And that's not much of a life. Yeah. And as I, you know, when we started this conversation, and you know me as a as a uh, socially and as a friend, enjoying life is important. Yeah. And I. I don't want this to be my whole life. I want it to provide for my life. So finding that balance, finding that trust and security, anytime anybody, if you want to be happy, truly happy, anybody can put, you know, work 80-hour weeks and put that time in, and yeah, they'll probably be successful. But how much fun is that? Yeah. So I'm trying to balance those two things. I want to enjoy this time. A wise man once said, time is the only thing we truly own, which we do not have a control over. Um, I don't remember who said that, but, you know, it's, it kind of well, sounds like my I'll, word. I'll but, claim but, it know, if nobody else yeah, does. Yeah, so but, but, but I'm kind of feeling it right it now. It kind of makes sense. It kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah, definitely do. Matt, uh, thank you very much, sir. It's a, it has been an amazing episode. Always I a think, pleasure. I, I, think we've, uh, I think we've learned a lot. Guys, if you want to see Matt again in the straight talk, please comment it down below. And also with this WhatsApp number, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. We do have investment consultants here uh, just like the ones that Matt has worked uh, together. So you could do the same. Thank you very much for watching and see you in the next one.